0: welcome back to the falcons pre-prep podcast the place where we talk to staff to parents and to some of the children about life at the school and in the community as we explore the world of early years learning joining us on this episode is alexandra samara director of early years at the alpha plus group alexandra will tell us all about the alpha plus group how they work the support they offer and how falcons pre-prep fits in But Alexandra will also tell us about her experience from early years teacher to director, the kind of tips she has for parents, and what makes Falcons Pre-Prep different. So come with me now as we hear all about the Alpha Plus Group with Alexandra Samara.
1: So joining us today is Alexandra Samara, who is Director of Early Years at the Alpha Plus Group. Hello there, Alexandra. Good morning. How are you doing?
2: I'm very well, thank you. I had a very interesting visit in the school today.
1: Okay, off to, a, off to a good start. Brilliant. Well, look, to start with, can you just explain for me a little, you mentioned you are Director of Early Years at the Alpha Plus Group. Now, some of us may not be familiar with the Alpha Plus Group, how that fits into to Falcon's pre-prep. Can you set the scene for us?
2: Yes, certainly. So the Alpha Plus group is a, is a group of private schools and, and colleges. We've got 20 schools overall um, and we go all the way from early years up, up to, as I said, colleges, so higher education. Uh, and we've got groups of schools within certain localities. So we've got the Falcons group, Falcons schools for girls, the pre-prep where I am this morning, the prep in Richmond, and we've got St. Anthony's schools for for boys and girls, which is up in Hampstead, uh, Hilden Grange in Kent, and the Weatherby Group, uh, which is in central London. So a real My variety of, of, of schools. And we've got some standalone nursery schools as well. One in Coventry that starts from, from six months, and the ones in London that they take children from two to two and a half. So a real range, really, of, of, of schools.
1: In your role as director of early years then, this must keep you pretty busy looking after all the the early years provision around uh, all these various schools.
2: Yes, a very interesting role and and busy looking across the age ranges of early years. So as I said, from babies all the way to um, end of reception. And yeah, it's really interesting. Every school is completely different in terms of age group, teaching resources. So I have to make sure that they are delivering really good quality of early years education and that they're promoting the best outcomes for their children, giving them the best start in their life, which is one of the APG values.
1: Of course. Now now we know at Falcons Pre-Prep there are early years specialists. Tell me more about the kind of support that you offer. Tell me about how your expertise and and your help helps the early years uh, provision at Falcons Pre-Prep be as good as it can be.
2: Yeah, certainly so it could be a range of things from carrying out lesson observations and making sure I'm giving them some feedback about how they can improve the, the quality of the teaching and the interactions with the children it could be looking at their curriculum plans and and make sure that I give them some feedback either in terms of making sure they're involving particular areas of learning or breaking down some of the outcomes for the children or even extending some of the outcomes for the children to make them more interesting and and more challenging for them. Recently at Falcons Pre-Prep, we opened a a two-year-old class. So it was supporting the team to look at resources that would be appropriate for this age group. Um, so a real range of, of of things, preparing them for inspection, uh, making sure that the docu- documentation is accurate and, and as expected.
1: So you're really there to, to really provide quite a solid backup then for, for the early years specialists at, at the school itself.
2: Yeah, so hopefully it's about using all of my knowledge and expertise to, to support them to strengthen the early years within the group. Hmm. I have been working in the sector for two decades. Um, I've started as a... As an early years teacher, then I was working for a, a private group of nurseries as an area manager, again, supporting the, the quality of the provision, then moved into an advisory role, working for a local authority. I did some inspections with Ofsted for a short period of time and worked work on different projects with the Department for Education. So hopefully I've got enough knowledge and experience that I can bring it into the group and, and support them to strengthen the early years practice.
1: It certainly sounds that way, built on a foundation of having been an early years teacher and then having built up that expertise, built up that experience to, to the point where you're recognised as, as, as really quite a, quite a helpful expert by the sound of it, being there to support your colleagues.
2: Yes, hopefully. Yes, I I I hope they find the advice that they get from me useful.
1: Now we know early years is important to Falcons Pre Prep and to, to to the group as a whole. Tell us more about your view of this particular stage of education. What makes it so important, so special, and and how you how you feel the approach taken at Falcons Pre Prep addresses that.
2: Um. I think it's a particularly exciting phase of, of children's education. Not necessarily one that parents are aware of. It, it tends generally to be overlooked. I think because parents are not entirely sure about how children at this age group are learning, while further on education is more structured, parents can be clearer about the learning outcomes. So. I think there's loads that we can do, I think early years is when you can make a real difference in children's learning and development certainly in terms of their disposition and attitudes towards learning later on. So, you know, really get them excited and and motivate them about different things and different types of learning. And there is a lot that we could be doing as schools and as early years experts in terms of educating the parents about why is this stage really important? What is it that they could be doing with their child? What does learning look like for for the very young children? And and Falcons are real experts of that. (laughs) And they have a a two-year Old class, a three-year-old class, and they go up to the end of key stage one, so year two, and they have really thought about what is it that they want their children to be doing in year two and, and really structuring all of that learning to take place from the two-year-old class to the three-year-old class to, mm-hmm. to reception year one, so there is a clear progression of skills and outcomes for the children.
1: That's a really interesting point you make there, that that in in older years, the structure and the approach is possibly more evident, more obvious for for, for parents and for students. But at this younger age group, where it's vitally important, it's maybe a harder thing for parents to perceive, to understand, less of a sort of process driven, an obvious process. So your role is partly to help parents really understand and, and appreciate the direction.
2: Yes, and we've just started a new initiative in the group running a, a pre-nursery programme um, that and is called the PLUS programme where we are working very much in partnership with the parents. We've included a lot of parenting workshops uh, exactly for that reason, to educate them more uh, about w- what happens in early years uh, and how they could be supporting their children's learning at home.
1: Oh, this is fabulous. So rather than just a child being passed to the school Hope for the best. This is very much a collaboration. Parents understand what's happening. They're part of the team. You're working with them. Absolutely. Yes. Wonderful. So you mentioned there the fact that every school within the Alpha Plus group it is different. Tell us a little about what you feel about Falcons Pre Prep. What is it about Falcons Pre Prep that you feel, particularly from this early years perspective, you think makes it different and special?
2: I think they've got a great team. I think teaching, you know, people, staff. is an important resource in what makes the school unique. Liz is an excellent head, and the the different specialists within different age groups have got a a good understanding of the age group that they're working and they're real specialists and experts in their areas. So, for example, Leanne, who's the head of early years, she's really knowledgeable in early years. She's also a forest school specialist. She's got an excellent understanding of what needs to happen between the ages of two and five for the children to be achieving the outcomes that they should be achieving and, and reaching their potential
1: excellent forest school got a mention there that that's fabulous what 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 are your thoughts on forest school as a a way of of helping children to to learn
2: i think it's really important especially in an urban environment like london we know how important outdoor learning is in terms of you know the children being a lot more active how good it is for their physical development we also have got data in terms of children's language skills we know from a Um, a project that the Department for Education used to run a few years back called Every Child a Talker that children generally talk a lot more outside than what they do inside so i I think forest school is is something really lovely to bring into an urban environment uh, and work with the children it's also excellent in terms of team building and collaboration so they're doing a a great work here at uh, falcons in terms of their incorporating within the school approach the the forest school approach as well
1: in in the course of your career then having having been around for a couple of decades teaching children, understanding children and, and working in different sorts of school settings. Do you think there have been changes, significant shifts in, in the way that we, we teach this particular age group in the approaches that we take to learning?
2: Very much so. I think to start with, it was either too relaxed or too structured, so we didn't seem to be entirely sure about, about the balance. The the other thing is when I started probably two decades ago, the emphasis was very much more on the regulation because it started with being, you know, a completely unregulated sector of education. There weren't any standards, any guidelines, you know, any, anyone could do childcare and babysitting. So the government brought some specific guidelines in terms of either health and safety or qualification of staff. And and it took a very long time up to uh, probably 2008 when the first Early Years Foundation stage document was introduced in terms of, well, actually, it's not only about the care and the regulations, but Mm. these children are learning in a very unique way. And we need to educate our our staff and our teachers in terms of what is the best way of of educating the children. And and again, a lot of balance and debate amongst early years experts about you know what is the best approach you know how much structure
1: and it sounds like with your with your experience of of Ofsted inspections your chance to look around different schools different ways of doing it it sounds like you have a deep understanding of the regulatory side but this talk of balance this type of of not being completely driven by rules and regulations and inspections and, and, and ensuring that the experience for the children is also something that's valuable.
2: Absolutely, I think the regulations is the the minimum of what we need to make sure. We need to make sure that we meet all of the all of the standards that have been introduced and imposed on us by the Department for Education. But it's what we're doing, you know, way on top of. of just making sure that we're meeting the minimum standards it's about educating the children and and motivating them and and really tapping into their their interest in terms of what fascinates them you know what is it that they want to learn do they want to learn more about maths about science books uh, and bringing all of that with within your curriculum
1: now with your experience around the sector around both independent schools and, and state schools do you have any thoughts on on how the relationship is between independent schools state schools the choice that parents have the differences between the two the two ways of doing things that you, you may want to point out
2: i think like within a, every sector uh, you have good schools and uh, not so very good schools you have good teachers and not so very good teachers and you have good inspectors and not so very good <laughs> inspectors I think it's, it's, for me, it's understanding what, what is your child really as a learner and which type of school would suit your child best. The other thing I think that has been evident throughout the pandemic is that independent schools have been a lot more proactive and a lot more organized in terms of remote learning offer. State schools were running a little bit behind. It took them quite a while to get organized in relation to that aspect of, of learning. Um, so I think as a parent, the most important thing is, is to, to, to really gain an understanding of, of the school, their ethos, their vision, and think about whether it suits your child and, and also your parenting style and, and what you want your child to, to get out of their education and out of their learning.
1: That's a really helpful perspective. Thank you. Now, Alexandra, I've been told about Alpha Blocks. Now, that's a nursery that that you set up, right?
2: Yes, that's right. Yes. So, Alpha Blocks is a little bit of my uh, project. Um, When I was looking for childcare for my own own children, it has been particularly challenging. I think maybe because I am an early years expert and I knew what type of questions I wanted to ask. So when I was looking for my own uh, children, um, I couldn't find anything interesting. I I live in, in North London, so I couldn't find anything of what I knew good early education was really all about. Um, so my husband has been harassing me for a number of years. Well, <laughs> if you if you know and you've been advising school for many years, how about setting up your your own school? So that's how Blog started. It was a little bit of a challenge of can I put my knowledge and expertise in, into practice? And it was really tough to, to start with because for about six months we had very few children. And then suddenly it started picking up and... And today is a, is a very successful nursery school with with a waiting list. So and and they're doing really well. And I think that's because we really thought about the ethos and the vision of the school. We want we we meant we made sure that that's unique. And we brought within the curriculum uh, a lot of interesting uh, educational approaches like forest school or like, like Reggio Emilia and the Montessori approach, uh, and incorporated them. With whatever we were delivering at Alpha Blogs, I also had to make a lot of hard decisions in mm. terms of, you know, when you're not full, but when you have to plan for the teacher, do you have the budget to employ a teacher? And when is the best time to do that? And the other thing is about time management. Having two jobs is, is not a very easy thing to do.
1: But what an excellent lesson that! If you find yourself passionate about something, you find yourself uh, an expert in something, rather than hoping and waiting for someone else to to meet your high expectations. Get stuck in there, create it, build something special. I'm I'm so pleased. It sounds so successful.
2: Yes, definitely that that the the right thing to do. And and it might be challenging, but there are for me. There's always lessons that can be learned along the way, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully, then you're bringing those lessons into you know into different elements of the job I've learned so much more by setting up alpha blocks which then I can bring into my into my role and have a better understanding of you know when I'm asking schools to do certain things Mm. I now understand a lot more about time constraints about financial pressures so hopefully that makes me better
1: it's clear how much there is behind this uh, behind this experience that the children have so much thinking so much strategy so much management it's clear that you've become a, an expert across all of that now you mentioned earlier that the very important role of that relationship between between parents and school that parents understand what's going on understand the learning process for parents or carers who, who are listening to this who really want to be part of that teamwork and really want to enhance their children's learning experience could you give me some tips perhaps that those parents can think about in terms of how they use their time how they encourage their children to learn and how they work alongside the school in terms of making sure that, that their children has uh, the best sort of learning experience
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. I think the most important thing is, is to get to know your child and get to know what type of learner they they are every child is is different I've got two children at home and one of them is very creative you know uh, from an early stage she was all about creativity and imaginative play my youngest daughter she's very much about patterns and numbers she's got a very mathematical brain I think for me the most important thing is to get to know your child and and find out about their interests and then really tap into those interests and make sure that you are promoting them as a parent you're you're investing you're finding out about you know maths or creativity and try to bring that through different experiences that you're offering them at home or within you know within the wider community and really motivate your children and and make them excited about learning learning shouldn't be boring shouldn't be something that is forced upon your children role model what you want them to do Uh, you know whether it is specific values specific skills specific behaviors you want your children to have and then work with, in collaboration with the school in terms of stretching their learning. So, you know, find out about focused books, find out about the maths um, curriculum and, and really invest in, in the time you're having with, with the children at home. It's, it's not about the quantity of the time, but it's about the quality of the time you're spending with your children.
1: I see, this is really useful stuff. It it sounds like you're saying to us very much, rather than uh, bringing your ideas to the child about what you think they should be doing, very much listening to your child, listening to what excites them, what inspires them, and and following that.
2: Very much so. It's all about a a child-centered approach. You know, get to know your child, as I was saying earlier on, and, and what type of learner they are, and then make sure that through your active listening, as a parent and as a more knowledgeable adult, then you're, you're stretching and, and promoting their learning.
1: So it doesn't matter quite so much exactly what those topics are. The topics no. about which your child gets excited, gets passionate, gets involved, they, they, that could be a, a broad range of things. As long as you recognise their thing and, and help them with that and, and be alongside them with that, that's more important than, than any sort of given topic.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can as long as you tap into their interest and and recognize that with especially with very young children, every opportunity is a learning opportunity. You can you can start teaching them things from from everything, from, you know, in the kitchen and teaching them about cooking to when you're picking up a newspaper and you're trying to introduce a, a theme, you know, in a way that they can understand, you know, ac- according to their age group. You know, every moment count as a learning moment and and you can teach them something something new
1: excellent now that sounds so easy for us to work with and to to learn something from Alexandra it's been brilliant chatting to you your career clearly has has helped you build such expertise which is becoming so useful to everyone you, you work with within that career what would you say has been the proudest achievement you've had so far
2: I think being able to make a difference. I, I think the job satisfaction is, is definitely something that is really important to me. You know, visiting a school and, and being able to see that they've made a difference between my last visit and, and, and my latest visit, helping schools to, to go through their offset inspections and, and improve their, their outcomes, but more importantly, improve the educational experiences for their children.
1: And can you give us a bit of a hint for the future in terms of either you and your work or for Falcon's pre-prep in general?
2: I think In terms of the future, though, there's so much within the group. Early years is a real focus for us and and what we're doing for the future. The CPD and and the training that we're offering to our staff is hugely important. And and that's definitely an area that is really important for me as well and that I would like to invest in the future. Make sure that, you know, we train our early years team appropriately. We give them a lot of opportunities for development and, and training.
1: To make sure that that expertise that you've built up it, it is shared as widely and as and as usefully as possible.
2: yes yeah, so it's shared across the group and and across the workforce within the group.
1: Alexandra, Alexandra Samara, director of Early Years. It has been so eye-opening chatting to you. You've really helped us understand a bit more about the approach to Early Years at the Alpha Plus Group in general and specifically at Falcons Prep. I really appreciate
0: your time sharing that with us.
2: Thank you very much, Clive. It's been lovely speaking to you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. So that was Alexandra Samara, Director of Early Years at the Alpha Plus Group. Thank you, Alexandra, for coming on to this episode of the school's podcast. It was really good to hear what you had to say. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, falconschiswick.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.